mom life. We all had a picture perfect vision of what it would look like. Then wham, reality hit us so hard that we started drowning and that vision of perfection disappeared. On Four Star Mom, I'm here to help you bring back your vision, at least to a four star mom level. Because let's face it, part of the joy of this crazy life is learning as we go. Listen for great practical and applicable tips on decluttering, simplifying life, parenting, food, and finances. Welcome to the Four Star Mom Podcast, where we learn how to do more than just survive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Four Star Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Abby. And today's episode, we're just going to dive in because it is my hope that after listening to this episode, you will either be gung-ho and ready to take action on something that you've maybe wanted to do or never done before, or you'll have a few tips and tricks to improve something that you're already doing. And what I'm here to talk about today is creating digital photo books. Now, when I refer to a digital photo book, I'm talking about the photo books that you can create online on an online platform, and then You put in your information, you print, and you get an actual physical photo book that you created online, but you get a physical photo book sent to you. Now, personally, my favorite platform to do this on is Shutterfly, but there are lots and lots of different platforms out there. But I will speak specifically to a few of the features and a few of the things that you can do on Shutterfly. Now, first off, Why? Why would we even want to create digital photo books? And when I refer to digital photo books, I am referring to those photo books that you create online and then have printed. So you end up with a physical photo book. Well, it was about a decade ago and it's when my first son was born and I was thinking about how I wanted to preserve all of the memories and all of the photos. I mean, we all have our phones. We can purchase unlimited cloud space. There's so many places that we can put these special memories, these special photos, but that just, that wasn't working for me. I was afraid that things would get buried and lost and I wouldn't have access to that information or that the platforms would change. And the one thing that will never change would be a regular photo book, one that I could pick up and I could flip through the pages. So I knew that that in my mind was something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure what it would look like. And then I was over at a friend's house and sitting there right next to her TV was her family photo book. And I picked it up, she'd created it on Shutterfly, and I started flipping through the pages and it was absolutely beautiful. She had documented her family's entire year in this perfect photo book. And now when I say perfect, I don't mean that there were no mistakes in it, heavens, mine always have a mistake in it. I'm talking about she could go back and she could relive that year of her family's life because she had documented it. She had put the pictures in. She had taken the time to caption the pictures, write down the favorite stories. And I knew that that was the answer that I was looking for. And that's what I'm here today is to talk to you about this, to share with you how creating photo books not only preserves your family's memories, it's also a great way to, to have your family history actually printed. All right, so if we're going to dive right in to this digital photo book world, let's talk about four different steps. 
First, we'll talk about the platform and the format for photo booking. Next, we'll talk about our why, and we've already got into this a little bit. Next, the process and timeline, and then finally, some tips and tricks. So the platform and format. We talked a little bit about there being lots and lots of different platforms. There's Snapfish, you can do these on Walmart, Walgreens, about any photo site, you can go on and create different photo books. And I have created on three or four different sites, but what I've discovered is it's, it's really difficult to upload all of your photos to all of the different sites. And then to have your accounts and all of the different sites and try and remember where you started a project. For, so for me, it was a lot easier just to choose one platform and know that all of my photos get uploaded to this platform and that is the platform I'm going to use to create my family photo books. So personally for me, Shutterfly was the most user friendly. I had a lot of control over the sizes, over the embellishments, over the options, over hardcover versus softcover, lay flat pages versus no lay flat pages and, and different things like that. So decide what platform is going to work best for you. And if you have never created a digital photo book before, you might want to hop on and try out a few different platforms to figure out which is the most user-friendly for you. The other thing is I think back to when I saw my friend's coffee table photo book, her photo book of the entire year. And I knew that was what I wanted to do, but I also had to stop and think about what size, what size photo book I wanted to do because I knew I was going to be creating photo books, one or two photo books each year, and I wanted it to be consistent. I want them to be able to line up on a shelf and all be the same size. So once again, there's not a right or wrong answer. It is all about your preference. Think about where you are going to store these books, if you're going to display these books, and, and then choose your size based on that information. So for me personally, I decided that the 12 inch by 12 inch photo book was the right size for me and for my family. And I also decided that the hardcover photo book is what I wanted to use. <clears throat> and then the next thing that I thought about is then they could all line up and I would literally have a series of photo books that would span really the life of my children. Then we have to think about the why because I am here to tell you that this is going to be a lot of time to make these photo books and a lot of energy and a financial investment. So you really need to know why you want to create these photo books. My number one why was time is not slowing down. I really wanted to be able to look back and relive my favorite memories, my favorite moments as a family. Next, I also wanted to use it kind of as a diary or a way to document the funny things that my kids have said over the years. So in order to do that, and this is a tip later on too, you can just open up a notes app in your phone and when your kid says something funny, quick type it, jot it down, write it down, and then when you sit down to create your photo book, you can have a list of all of those funny things that they've said. So that was a huge why for me also. Then I also got to thinking that my kids they're gonna grow up and they're most likely going to have families of their own. And I think about how much I enjoy looking at old photos or watching old videos of my husband growing up and how he enjoys looking at pictures from my childhood. So I really wanted to have a photo book or a series of photo books 
that my children's future spouses can look at and their future children can look at. And then a side benefit that I didn't even realize when I started this was that these work so well when kids have school projects that come up and they need to tell about a funny story or a history of something or one time when. My son, when he was in fourth grade, he had to do an autobiography of his life so far. And we pulled out all the photo books and it was great. We had so much fun going back through all of those pictures. So that was another great added side effect or added bonus of having these. Okay, the process now. So we know our why, we have our format decided. The process, once again, I'm going to reiterate that there is no one right or wrong way to do this. It's all about what works best for you. And it's also a lot of trial and error. I can guarantee you how I made photo books when I first started is a lot different than what I do now. And it just seems like every time I do a photo book, I discover something new, I discover something that makes it easier, or I discover something that makes it better. And then I implement that strategy. <clears throat> so the first thing that you're going to want to do, if you're following my method, is you want to upload the pictures. So I upload all of my pictures from my phone directly to Shutterfly. Within the app that I've downloaded onto my phone, I can just select automatic upload. So all of my pictures are there. So when I know I'm getting ready to photo book, I make sure that all of the pictures have been uploaded so I'm not going back and forth from my phone to my computer and back to my phone again to try and find certain pictures. Next, when you go in on Shutterfly, you need to choose your photo book format and then very important, you need to save it. So this is where you're going to decide if you want the regular or the storytelling style what size photo book you want, and you can always go back and edit that and change that, but I really like to try and choose the format that I want so then when I'm building my pages, they are built around the size of the photo book that I've ordered. And then I always save mine as, for example, Joan's family book and then the date that it spans. You need to think about how often you want to make photo books. This is an expense and it is also a huge time commitment. So personally, what works for my family is we usually make two books per year. So each book spans about six months. But I've talked to friends and I've talked to family members who make a book once a year. Um, I recommend your book really not spanning more than a year or it becomes really difficult to stay on top of and you'll exceed the page maximum. The maximum pages on Shutterfly is 110 pages. So think in terms of how often you want your book ordered and, and what events you want to have in each photo book. For me, six months was really that perfect number. Okay, next you're going to choose the photos that you want in your book. And now this you can choose as many times as you want. So if you're sitting down and you're just going to do the month of March, for example, you can select only the photos that you want or only the photos from the month of March. Or you can sit down and do several months at a time. But it's really easy once you have all of your photos uploaded to the platform. So once they're all uploaded to Shutterfly, then I can select from those photos what I want to include in my book. And then I go through and I add all of my photos. So I don't worry about designing the pages or adding anything fancy or even adding text. I just think about the layout of the photos. And so I'll look and I'll get one page <clears throat> where I like the layout of the photos. And then I move on to the next page. And oftentimes I sit down and do about a month at a time. Then I go back and I choose 
my, my page design. Do I want to move any photos around? Do I want to add some text? What do I want it to say? What font size? What does my text need to look at look like? Uh, make sure as you're choosing text that or text size that you are choosing a size that is easy to read and also a font that is easy to read. You don't want to get your text way too small. You don't really want to have a lot of curly cue fonts or things that will be hard to read. And that's another thing when I initially started photo booking. I would use lots of different fonts and lots of different sizes throughout the book. I really try and, and be a lot more consistent with the fonts and the text size that I use. I think it just, it just makes the book flow better. <clears throat> if you see something that you really like, you might later mark that as a favorite or note that that's one of your favorites. Likewise, if you see something that you really don't like, you might want to make a note not to use that again. Another thing to keep in mind is as you are adding your text, make sure that you're checking the spelling, you're checking the grammar. The chances of having some kind of mistake are pretty high, but you wanna eliminate as many mistakes as possible. Okay, so once I have my photos and once I have my text, then I get to start adding the embellishments. So on Shutterfly, they call these the embellishments. These are the little stickers. So think back to the old days where you could go and buy tons and tons of scrapbooking stickers and fun papers and all of those things. So basically, this is everything digitized. So you get to decide if you're doing a birthday spread, for example, if you want like this, the online sticker, the digital sticker of a birthday cake or balloons or the words that say happy birthday, you also get to choose your background pages. So maybe you want one with balloons on it or you want one with stripes or you want a solid color. Um, one thing that I've noticed is I try and go with more solid color backgrounds or should we say less distracting backgrounds. If there's too much going on in your background, it really takes away from your photos. Um, you can also add borders and banners and different things like that. So this is a really fun thing to, to play with and it really makes the pages your own. So, so I love spending time going through and doing the embellishments. You can also in Shutterfly heart your favorite embellishments. So then you can go to favorites and if you use the embellishments book after book, those are saved as your favorites. Okay, the final step before ordering is to proofread. And they do have a preview that you can click on Shutterfly and it will go through your book page by page. In fact, it turns the pages for you. I try and proofread my book usually two or three times. One time I go through, I read all the text, I make sure it says what it's supposed to say, that the names are right, that the dates are right, that I didn't forget things. And then the second and third time, I really just look at the page as a whole. Was there a picture that maybe I forgot to crop? And I have done this before where the picture is not placed correctly. Or was there an embellishment or a sticker that I clicked and it accidentally just appeared on the page? So you want to spend a little bit of time proofreading. And then you can add it to your cart. There are several add-ons you can select. Decide which ones work for you or you can skip the ones if you're not interested in them. And then you can order. So you've got your photo book, you know your why, you've created it, you've ordered it. I have a few tips and tricks that will help you be even more successful when it comes time to creating your photo books. Um, one tip is a great way to enjoy these photo books years after they've been delivered, years after you've looked through them, is to pull them out as a celebration. 
So I try, now remember we're the four star mom here, so four out of five stars, perfection is overrated. But when it's somebody's birth month, I try and pull out photo books and we sit down and we go through those books together. We talk about favorite memories. And now my kids are almost 11 and seven, so we do have quite the collection of photo books. I let them sit down, they pull out their favorite photo books. And it's just, it's a lot of fun as a family to sit down and relive some of those favorite memories. Okay, the next tip I have for you you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. I'm pointing at myself. I need to take my own advice here. And that is to delete duplicate pictures before you upload them. I know that this is my Achilles heel. This is where I have so much room for improvement. But if you take the time on your phone to delete your duplicates, delete um, all those recipe screenshots, all of those random pictures that you really don't need anymore, but you haven't taken the time to delete, before uploading them to your platform like Shutterfly, it will save you so much time in the future because you're only going to be looking at the good pictures. So my advice is delete duplicate pictures before uploading. However, my reality is very rarely do I actually get that done. My goal is to have finished photo books. And so sometimes that means I go through a lot of pictures that I know I won't need. Okay, my next tip is as you're creating, I know I personally come across a lot of pictures that I want to use in the photo book, but they either don't fit on the page or they make it too many pictures on the page or I don't want to do a separate page or a third page for a birthday or a certain event. So I'm left with lots of pictures that I want included in my book, but I don't know where to put them. So my solution for this is to have collage pages at the end. I love this idea. I usually save anywhere from two to six pages at the end. And these are no text, just pictures. And they're all my favorite pictures from the last six months or the last year and they're just together on a collage and we can look through those and they don't need any explanation but it's okay because they're they're in the book all right number four number four took me forever to be okay with and then I finally reached the point where I I like I have photo books I have created photo books and that is good enough Four out of five stars here, folks. And number four is errors are okay. You are not publishing this book on Amazon. This is your personal family photo book. Chances are you will find a typo or some kind of mistake in just about every book you've created. And it's okay. Nobody cares if there's a mistake on a page. What they do care is they can go back and relive these memories. If you really are upset about it, you, can, you could reorder the book. I'm not going to that expense. But you could even take a marker or a pen and go in and fix the mistake. But it is what it is, okay? Be okay with errors. You have to get to a point where you are done and you order your book. And no matter what it looks like, you're going to be okay with it. Also, I've, I've learned a lot of strategies. My first book that I created is not as good as the 10th, 11th, 12th book. Every time I feel like I learn something, I apply something new, each book's a little bit better than the previous book. And that's just the way it is. But I am okay with the mistakes. The next one, tip number five, is take pictures of things that you want to have in the photo book. I'm talking about things like, artwork or a note from a teacher or 
I don't know, your child's handwriting, things like that. I always thought that maybe I would put these things in a scrapbook, maybe a newspaper article, a team photo, something like that. I am, I'm not a scrapbooking person. That is not who I am. My kids might have one scrapbook when it comes time for graduation, but we definitely don't have scrapbooks that span the years of their life. I have pictures of their birth certificate. I have pictures of their footprints from the hospital. I have pictures of their artwork that was on display. All of these things are included in my photo books, stories that they've written, but the original, I'm not sure where a lot of the originals are, and I am okay with this because it is documented in the photo book. Way back in preschool, I think my kids came home with at least a piece of art every single week, if not daily, and it was overwhelming, and there's no way that I can save 50 pieces of artwork. But what I could do was take pictures of the really good ones or really as many pictures as I wanted. And then I could do spreads where I had about 12 pictures per page. And I could capture that moment in their life without having to save all of the paper. Um, we talked about this one earlier. Number six, create special pages of funny things that your kids say. There is like a season of life that just passes you by so quickly where your kids literally, I don't know, Every other phrase out of their mouth was something hilarious. So there's, first off, no way to document all the funny things. But the really funny things, write them down, jot them down in your phone. And then when you sit down to create your photo book, you can type out those hilarious things that they've said. All right. If your family takes a family vacation or goes on any trips, this is my hack for remembering those details. I don't know about you guys, but if we tour a museum or something, it's really hard to remember all of the details or the things that I might want in a photo book. So what I've started doing is I take pictures of the signs. And these signs include the dates, the information, the names, all of that stuff. And so I can either type it out and I have access to that information when I'm going through the photos. Or the other thing I can do is just include a picture of the sign. But it sure makes it a lot easier. And when I sit down to do the spreads from vacation, all of that information is right there. Okay, so kind of to piggyback on that last tip, this next tip is to create books of specific events. So we had a great family vacation last year. It was a beach vacation and then we toured several different states, went through different museums, things like that. I created a smaller, I don't need a 12 by 12 book of just one vacation, but sometimes I create event books. So that is just a book and it's a lot shorter than the family photo book, but it's just that specific event. I've done some international traveling. I like to have a book just of those travels. So a great tip if you want to book sooner rather than later, if you're waiting for that six months or that year, is to create an event photo book. <clears throat> the next one, now okay, this kind of sounds silly, but once I started implementing this idea, it really works for me. I honestly, I think of my life sometimes in terms of a photo book spread. So if it's a holiday or a party or a get together or something like that, I think about what do I want the pages to look like in my photo book? Will this be a one page event, a two page event, a five page event? And then I make sure that I take the appropriate pictures. I like to enjoy the holidays. I like to enjoy the events. So I don't want to be standing there with my camera or my phone out the entire time taking pictures. 
But let's take a birthday party, for example. I know that I want to have pictures of my child with everybody who is at the birthday party. So for our family birthdays, for example, we have pictures of my children with the grandparents, with the aunts and uncles, with everybody who came to the birthday party. I also know that I probably want to have one page of decorations, maybe one page of opening gifts, and then one page of socializing. So I make sure and get enough pictures that I can choose from to complete those different spreads. And another, this is kind of like the the 9B or the 9.2 of this. If you think of life in terms of spreads and you stay up to date on your photo books, then it becomes really easy to see who you aren't taking pictures of. Now, in my case, the grandmas were doing a great job of being behind the camera, but not always in front of the camera. And so after a couple of holidays of trying to put together my photo book spreads, and I'm realizing I don't have as many pictures of the grandmas, I realize that I need to be a lot more intentional and make sure that I'm equally getting pictures of everybody, or at least I'm getting several pictures that I'll be able to use of everybody. So by staying up to date on your photo books, you are also staying up to date on taking pictures of all those important people in your lives. Okay, another thing that I do in all of my photo books is I have a family picture and then a single picture of each of my children on the first page. I love now that I can go back and open each of the photo books to that first page and there's a family picture. It's so fun to look and see how everybody's changed, how the kids have grown. And now when I say a family picture, I don't mean that you have to go and have a professional picture taken. This can be a snapshot or a holiday photo, whatever picture you want, maybe a vacation picture. But I have a family picture on the first page of every single photo book. Another added bonus, I don't know that this is a tip or trick, but an added bonus is it's really easy to reorder a book if something would happen to it. So the rule in my house is that the kids are welcome to grab photo books. They can flip through them. They've always been able to flip through them whenever they want it. We talk about having clean hands, just not leaving them out and laying around. They need to take care of them like any book, but they're welcome to flip through them because I know that if... If something happens to one of the books, that I can just hop online and order it again. And this is why I love creating digital photo books versus a scrapbook. A scrapbook is irreplaceable. It is a one of a kind. Your photo book is definitely a one of a kind. It's an original, but it's easy to duplicate or easy to reorder. And that's also why I only order one copy of each of the photo books. I figure if my children want copies of these later on, it could be a great gift later in life, or they can hop on and order the books that they want. So it's awesome knowing that these are all stored in the cloud. I have unlimited storage in Shutterfly, and it's easy to reorder. Okay, my second to last tip is to wait for the sales. On, I can't think of a single photo site or a photo booking site that doesn't have sales. So I try and get my photo book done and then I just let it sit in my cart until the right offers come along. Shutterfly will offer 50% off or free shipping all the time. So I never pay full price for my photo books. Right now, Shutterfly also does unlimited free pages several times a year, which means if you have a really long photo book, like a 110-page photo book, you're really only paying for the first 20 pages. Then the rest of the photo book, those extra pages are free. So that really makes it affordable. 
So don't despair if you are looking at the prices and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be well over $300. It's not. A single photo book is not that expensive as long as you're watching for the sales. And what tags right along with the sales is use Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hop on over to my blog at the four star mom, um, dot com, and you can find a referral link. Just click there on the referral link and it's an online platform that will give you money back for shopping online. And I've seen Shutterfly anywhere from 1% to 15% cash back on whatever you're spending on that site. So there's lots of ways to make using and creating and ordering these Shutterfly photo books or digital photo book books a lot more reasonable. So the bottom line, if we're really looking at it, what is your takeaway? What is your action step? You need to do the next thing to make photo booking happen in your life. So if you've already started photo books, you need to continue doing this. If you've never done a photo book, don't worry about trying to recoup all the lost years. You can if you have extra time, but just start now. Start where you are. Your family will thank you. You will love and enjoy looking back on all of those old memories. And in fact, I wanna hear what you do when it comes to photo books. What are some of your favorite memories? Or maybe you have some other tips and tricks that we haven't talked about here. Please hop on over to Four Star Mom Life on Instagram or Four Star Mom on Facebook. Let's continue the conversation about photo booking there. Or take a picture of one of your favorite photo books and tag me with the hashtag Four Star Mom. That's the number four. Wherever you are on your Four Star Mom journey of photo booking, remember it's not perfection. It's progress. It's capturing those moments. And I can't wait for you to continue or for you to get started. Thanks so much for listening. This episode of the Four Star Mom may be over, but we can still chat. Hop on over to Four Star Mom on Facebook and Four Star Mom Life on Instagram. And as always, live your best Four Star Mom life. Thanks for listening.